0: Welcome to Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts
1: Podcast.
2: Brought to you by Martialytics. Easy
1: to
0: use. Super powerful management software for your martial arts school
3: hey everybody and welcome to another episode of' Kickback with Chris and martial arts podcast. hope you're all good. So as you are all very aware because I keep going on about it all of the time um the podcast format is switched up. I'm I'm sort of playing around with it um at the minute we are I'm a very I'm very aware we're a little bit sort of match up episode heavy if I can say that properly Matt chat episode heavy there we go um and that's just because you know Matt's super organized I'll be honest. And, you know, we have our scheduled recordings, which means the content is always there and ready to go. And obviously, it's kind of time-sensitive, usually, the the content that we discuss. So uh, I learned that years ago, not to batch record um, and then leave them sitting around on my hard drive and then suddenly realize that we're talking about Christmas and it's March. Um, So I tend to record with them and, and get the episodes out pretty much within sort of 48 hours. Uh, just to avoid us talking about you know a fight that's just happened on TV or whatever, and you know, suddenly realising, oh my goodness, people are going to think we've gone crazy. Anyway, well, more crazy than usual. So um, one of the the changes that I wanted to make with the podcast is I wanted to make it in 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 certain respects sort of more listener driven, more community focused, um, and I, I had the idea. This is one of the very first. Um, episodes that I was planning to do, which I kind of ended up shelving whilst I try to figure out how I wanted to do it, which was to discuss what does martial arts mean to you, and obviously you being the listeners, uh, and how has it changed or impacted your life? Um, and you know, the more I thought about this, I was like, oh, am I going to do this with guests? Am I going to get people to write in? Am I going to do audio clips? What am I going to do? Because the honest situation with it all is when I do... Listener or uh, community-based episodes, it can be a little bit of a nightmare to produce. I usually I'll end up with sort of fifty people, all yeah, 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 we'll be involved, we'll be involved, and then slowly but surely that number gets whittled down and <laughs> it dwindles to about sort of five or six. Then you have to pester like crazy, which isn't—it's not something that I like to do. I don't like, you know, I don't want really to feel like I'm I'm a being a burden or a, you know hassling people. Even though they've probably already, you know, well, definitely, they've already said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out with it. Um, so it, it it puts me off. I'll be honest; it sometimes makes me think, you know, do I? I don't want to be, I don't be <laughs> I don't really winding people up. But thankfully, there's a positive to this. Thankfully, we did get an an awful lot of really good messages, audio recordings, emails, and everything sent in from a mixture of people. Some people that I've never actually spoken to before prior to this episode. Um, some people that are long-time listeners to the show who I've ended up getting to know uh, better through the podcast, which is really cool. And then some people that are um, very successful in their own rights within the film industry um, as actors and performers and stunt people um, who are actually actually really busy currently uh, on set of various productions that have taken time to, to send recordings to, which is Which is really cool and obviously really thankful. So I thought I'd start off. I think it kind of makes sense to start off without going on for too long um, with, I guess, a bit of a breakdown as to what it means to me. Um, So the question that I was proposing to people was what does martial arts mean to you and how has it changed your life? Now, for me, the what does it mean to you thing, right now... um, it's it's a career um it's uh, it's a way of life it's a means to provide for my family um it's become it's become everything about pretty much what i do so sort of six days a week this is what i do and on that seventh day I'm usually still doing something. Um, that involves my business or training or you know networking or you know answering emails something. So right now, what it means to me is is it's kind of I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I guess it kind of is everything. It's life. It, it's it takes up every corner of my existence in in one respect or another because I've I've, I've made it I've made it a career. Um, now it wasn't always like that. Obviously, when I was younger it was a constant source of motivation and inspiration so the motivation to be the the best version of me within martial arts was i was i was always pushing and striving to be the best in the class now i know there's there's a big difference between thinking you are and aiming to be and i think it's it's important that people Keep that in mind when when they're approaching things. You know, I think it's fair to say when we're younger, we probably egos can be. You know, they're, they're there. Let's be honest. As, as teenagers, you know, we we like to think we are the best and all this sort of thing. And especially before social media was a thing, um, you know, a lot of times with some clubs anyway, you, your your bubble was your your class peers. You know, the people that you trained with. You, you unless you were competing. Um, you weren't seeing a lot of people outside of your own club so it was very very easy to slip into thinking you know you're this that or the other and you know especially as kids anyway Um, but yeah with regards to the, the motivation and inspiration side of things you know inspirationally I wanted to be I wanted to emulate my instructors I wanted to be like them I wanted to be able to do the things that they did and then obviously watching films movies tv shows you know i'd look up to likes of samuel hung and jackie Chan and yun and um jet lee donnie yen all these people um and i'd look to try and emulate their movements and um, their work ethics their approach their um you know, to a certain degree their um the way that they portrayed themselves, like, you know, Jackie always helping out and tidying on set and this this image that he would put across and, um, you know, obviously to a certain degree wanting to be like or idolising him meant that I would emulate those approaches. You know, obviously we are only getting a one-sided version of these people, uh, but then again, it was, you know, largely a positive one-sided image, so you know, all's good in that respect. Um, for me now... It's. I suppose it. it, Martial arts has given me um, a foundation as a means to always be open to the idea of developing and and changing, and um, it's for sure helped me with my own confidence. You You know, I wouldn't be doing this as a podcast. Um, if it wasn't for martial arts one percent not because it's a martial arts podcast but there was no way in hell I would have been confident enough to sit down in front of a microphone and talk and have people critique and make comments and you know it's the internet people have always got an opinion on what you should and shouldn't be doing and what you should say and what you shouldn't say and who gives him the right to have a podcast you know and all this sort of thing and my martial arts training and the experiences that I've had not just as a student but I, more so to a certain degree as a school owner and instructor because that is a a minefield in itself you know the finger pointing and opinions and uh, all, all this sort of stuff navigating your way through through that environment as well as it gives you thick skin you know especially when you've been in it for two plus decades you know it, it's you, you, you kind of you can't be immune to it i guess you have to you have to be able to take those critiques on board, but at the same time, you also have to be able to compent. math comp- I can never say that bloody word. I don't even know why I go to say it so often. I, I basically, <laughs> I have to put it in a little file in my head. There, you know the word I'm trying to say, um, and say, "Okay, that that that's, I've logged that. I've taken it on board." But again, I'm busy with this other stuff, so I kind of got to get on with it. You know, I've got responsibilities, and martial arts has given me that discipline to. You know, if I need to change direction with something, if I need to problem solve, then to persevere with it and not to give up. Um, and a lot of this stuff, I'm, I, I, I've listened to some of the recordings that people have said, not all the way through, but to, to elements of them. And there will for sure be um, elements of all of what I've said so far that will be repeated. I know there is. (laughs) I've not listened to them all the way through, and I've not read them all the way through for the ones that were emailed in. Um, But anyway, i tell you what. Rather than me rattling on for another 10 minutes, let's get straight into the first of the recordings. Now, because I'm a pro, I've got all these bits of paper in front of me, but uh, that was a joke, by the way. I'm very much not a pro. I've got a list in front of me. So I think that what we will do first, I think we'll go to a recording first, and we'll start off... With Mister Eddie Quinn, uh, a guy that I have known in the martial arts industry for um, for many years, and somebody who I actually do want to get on the podcast, so he's got an amazing story. Um, but let's listen to Eddie, and then I'll come back to you afterwards.
4: Hi, Chris. Just reading your message about you know what martial arts means to me and how it's changed or influenced my life. Well, obviously, I'm I'm like living proof, really, that that martial arts can save you from going down a very slippery slope. Um after getting stabbed, uh, I was out on revenge and uh, literally getting eaten away from it really. And I had to go and see a heart specialist because I got stabbed in the heart. Well, I got stabbed in my heart, liver, bowel, gallbladder, head and thigh. But I had to go and see a heart specialist and he recommended I take up a combat sport. So if it wasn't for that doctor really and, and me focusing my mind on something healthy and using martial arts as a vehicle to get healthy... Uh, I, I think I, I'd have been dead uh, a long old time ago. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, I always say martial arts saved my life. You know, I saved my life, uh, you know, by putting all my energy uh, and focus into, into martial arts and, again, not seeking revenge and uh, using it, again, like I said, as a vehicle to get well. Hope that helps, mate, and uh, I'll look forward to speaking to you soon.
3: Thanks, Eddie. Um, now, I knew... When I sent these messages out to people, I was I was careful as to who who I sent them out to. Obviously, I did put out a, a an open invite on Facebook as well, but I did send out some messages as well, just to people that I knew had an interesting story to tell. And I, obviously, those of you that know Eddie know he has a an, an amazing story about how martial arts changed him. And you know, it it comes into our lives at, at different points for different reasons, um, and usually. You tend to hear from people that they already had an interest in combat sports, or they just liked fighting, or they were bullied, um, and you know they'd seen something in a film or on a TV show, and they thought, you know, that that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to help myself. You know, with Eddie's situation, it was really unique in that whilst it didn't necessarily come into his life later than most, you know, it was you know following a pretty, of an incredibly serious altercation. You know, in in his younger years, but, you know, still not as a little kid. Um and that I mean, his 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 change of direction is, you know, it's it's a hundred and eighty degrees, isn't it, when you think about it, you know, to, to go from um getting himself into trouble, you know, with the with the stabbing and then um you would think it would be auto- automatically uh, assumed, and some may say, to a certain degree, justified to want to be able to defend yourself and then to 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 seek revenge in some sort of without making too much of a joke of it, like a Liam Neeson esque approach. You know, um, you could you could understand, you could absolutely understand why somebody would want to uh, think, feel, or approach in that way, especially uh, as a younger person. You know, but fairly to. To take his martial arts and to use it as a means to control that anger and aggression, and to redirect his life in such a just a huge, huge way. I mean, all credit to the guy, and you know, and to his instructors, and to the people that were involved in in helping him. Obviously, to the the, the surgeon that suggested and and you know made played such a a transformational role or. or part of, of, of Eddie's life. Now if you've not seen Eddie's work, he actually um has a uh, develops a system called the approach. Um and he I've I've had the, the fortune to um be at a number of his seminars and see him working in person and it's it's a fantastic system. Um and he, you know, as well as being a a, a teacher of Salat and and, and you know experiencing Muay Thai and, and other combat systems too, he's He's always, he's, a very, very, um, he's always a very 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 he's always positive person. He's always got a smile. Um, really interesting guy. So if you have the opportunity to train with him or, or to look up his work online, um, do so. I would highly recommend. So now that I've done my little product placement, <laughs> plug-ready systems there. Oh, you know what I'm like. I go off on these little random rants sometimes. Um, I'm going to move on now. I'm actually going to... You can hear the paper. I've got printouts of emails and, and messages that people sent through. Um, and this one came through from Sam Powell. Now, what you need to remember is I'm reading these exactly as they were sent to me in an email. All right. So sometimes if I say something and you think that doesn't make sense, it's not me. I'm just reading what they've sent. I've heard other podcasters say this before how it's super important that people check how they read, uh, check how they type things out. Sam, this isn't a dig at you. Don't worry. It's just I'm just covering myself in case anybody else is written anything and I I start reading it out and then I'm catching myself right so uh, Sam says prior to running our dojo full time Hubby and I both worked in PAYE jobs Hubby did a lot of shift work so we barely saw each other whilst I was in a pretty horrendous office job with some not so nice colleagues the situation was fairly damaging to my mental health we now teach and run our dojo full-time, so see a lot more of each other. And she's put in brackets, not always a good thing. <laughs> and my mental health isn't suffering anymore. Um, yeah, I've come across a lot of um, people over my time um, in this job that um, you know go into uh, teaching or running a full-time school or a part-time school with their partners. Um, it's, I mean... You couldn't, you couldn't get much more of a difference there, really, for you both to, um, you know, you, t- you tend to hear that maybe one person, you know, stops their job and and maybe over time the other person does too, but for you both to stop pretty, pretty well within the the, the same time of each other and, and go into running a full time school, um, is a huge lifestyle shift, and you know that I suppose that is. That has how it can change your life written all over it. No pun intended. <laughs> no, literally, no pun intended. And also, you know, the 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 uh, the mention of your mental health, which is a, a really important one too. You know, um, to be able to take something that was um, p- potentially a hobby and turn it into a, a job. You know, there, there's there's pitfalls to that, without a doubt. But there's a lot of positives, and being able to Take something that you enjoy and and make it a, a career um, is it's it, it, yeah it definitely is you know again there are pitfalls there are there are other stresses that come with running a full time school but the the positive is that you're surrounded by you know even when there's all the craziness happening you know with paperwork admin everything in that respect the second you put on your belt and get on the mats the world is a better place because you're in a place of Uh, an environment that you enjoy, you know, that's something that you started out as being a passion and a hobby that you turn into a job is, uh, is, yeah, it's always a positive thing. Right, so let's go to another one of our recordings. So this time, uh, I think we'll go over to Mr. Stuart Harris. Hi, Chris.
5: Um, I see your... um on the British Martial Arts Instructor Network. Um, so my name is Stuart Harris. Um, I run and own RKA Kickboxing Academy in March in Cambridge here. Um, I grew up in North London, um, late 70s, uh, I'm nearly 50, so late 70s, early 80s. Started in karate when I was four, moved on to boxing. Um, training kept me out of trouble, kept me off the streets. Um, by the time I was 15, I had friends who were in care, um, in, in youth offenders, um, and it, it had a massive impact on my life and my outlook, the way that I looked at things. Um, and we still teach today a more disciplined, more structured way. Uh, we actually run a, a charity scheme as well, which is called Glove Up, where we work with local police. Local schools, um, and, and we work with around 60 kids a week who are um, in trouble through antisocial behaviour, through drugs, etc. Um, and it's about giving them a second chance, giving them an opportunity, um, and moving them forward. You know, martial arts saved me from getting into trouble, um, and we're, we're trying to bring that focus, that element, into. Uh, in into doing various bits and 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 help the youth in our area and our community and, and make them a stronger better individual um hope this helps cheers bait
3: you know it's a really cool thing isn't it about martial arts as a whole about how it affects and impacts us all so differently um and how we then you know with the positive things want to then share it you know whether it's Whether it's bullying, whether it's in this case, you know, obviously Stuart was explaining how it helped him when he was younger and how he's then passionate in wanting to pass that on to other people. You know, um, it's it's one of those really unique activities that you feel compelled. I I feel anyway when you decide that you know you want to go down the route of becoming an instructor, how instinctively you want to pass on those positive experiences and life you know life changing experiences to your students uh, and how that can then shape your whole approach to how you teach how how you deliver your lessons how you interact with your students how you run your school what the um ethical makeup is of your um approach to everything really you know to the rules and policies and procedures that are within your school Absolutely, we know what Stuart was saying there about um, about discipline. You know, it, it's it's fair to say that society has changed tremendously over this last twenty years. But whilst you know, obviously, you sometimes do have to take into consideration um, social developments and changes and um, tweak things a little bit. The under or the overarching. Um, approach to how you teach doesn't need to change and you know the fundamentals of discipline and respect and you know being on time uh, you know bowing correctly, showing respect, tying your belt, having a clean uniform you know all this sort of thing you know it's Really important, I think at the time when you're doing it, when you're in class you you're kind of thinking, "Oh we could do this again, and, you know, It's not until later on in life maybe that you appreciate why it was there and what it was doing, and the the repetitive nature of behaving in that way becomes ingrained in your soul in your the, the way that you approach everything, so it's not it doesn't become just something that you do on the floor or the mats of your martial arts school, but it ends up filtering out into your approach to everything. You know, um, I find that anyway. And I just think that martial arts in that respect is... I'm is, well, not wanting to sound too cheesy, but, you know, super cool in that it um, it, it creates this environment of bettering yourself uh, in, in so many different ways. Right, let's go on to another. And I'm going to do another, another read one out because otherwise I'm going to end up forgetting to do them. Um, let me just see now. Sometimes... Let me see, David. This is from David. Um, David V has signed it off as on his um, WhatsApp message that he sent to us. Uh, he's got. He runs a club called Viper Martial Arts based in Devon. Um, so David says, uh, "Martial arts is my life. I've been training on and off for twenty years. I got to my second dan black belt in ITF Taekwondo. Started my own club this year. Well done, mate. I'm saying that, not not him uh, in Devon." Uh, with nearly 25 students in six months of opening I don't care about the specific martial arts really I stuck at it for so long because Master Shane Varney was such a great teacher he could have taught me anything like pottery or golf and would have succeeded at that my aim aim now is to give my students the best experience I had growing up with taekwondo as their sport now and their passion Oh, he's, he's, he's saying a nice thing now, here we go I love your podcast, especially how to start in martial arts, how to start a martial arts school in 2023. Thank you. The same thing that I did. Well, that, that's cool. I'll just say quickly, that's cool to know that um, something from my podcast has had a positive influence on on somebody starting out with their martial arts school, and uh, and congrats to you. But again, you know, another another message. You know, that again, and it's going to be a really common theme, and that's the honesty of. You know the 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 situation really isn't it you know and um, people are going to have fairly similar um stories all with maybe a, you know a different a different undertone to a different reason and a different start point uh, but there's going to be some similarity and obviously as as david says there you know um he's wanting to give his students now the very the the, the very same positive experience that he had with his instructor when he was training, um, but yeah, fair play to you, dude. You know, starting up a a school uh, this year of all years is a is a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, keeping a club running this year has been a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, and you know, fair play to you, dude. I hope you have a, a great success with it, and uh, obviously keep us keep us up to date so that we uh, we know how you're getting on. So the next recording I'm going to go to is um, from a friend of mine called Brahim, Brahim Jab. Uh, He is a stunt performer and actor. Um, He's worked in so, so many films, like way, way, way too many to to list off with the likes of uh, Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Mark Ducascos, you know, just, you know, Everybody you can think of. Super talented martial artist, uh, actor and stunt performer who was actually on his way to uh, a job at the time when he took very kindly took time out uh, to send us this recording. The meaning of martial arts to me, uh, basically it gave me a lot of discipline in my life and it also provided me with uh, a movie career and also put food on the table for for my family and a roof over... The head of my loved ones so to this you know it's it's uh the best thing that ever happened to me was basically to start training martial arts and here we are today having a movie career and everything i ever wanted in life so thank you martial arts you know there you go you can't say it better really you know this guy is is super talented like super talented martial artist. you know not not content with being you know a fantastic stand-up martial artist his kicking skills his striking skills are super impressive. You know, he's also uh, an accomplished grappler as well and um studying in BJJ and you know, uh if you've seen his skills on screen, you know, he's you know, he's stood toe to toe with Scott Atkins, you know, and his skills are comparable, you know, these guys the the top of their game and you know, he mentions in there that it's given him discipline and and provided him with a martial arts career, a uh, movie career, sorry. Uh, and I think it's 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 always really interesting, you know, when you when you when you hear from people at at such a high level how humble they are and how um, you know he makes it sound so you know not easy. That's not what I'm saying. Um, how do I phrase it? It just makes it sound like it was uh, I just did this and that. But the, honestly, guys, the the effort and the work level that he and people like him have to put in to keep at the top of their physical game is it's just crazy, you know, um, especially for somebody as busy as him that works as often as he does, you know, having to stay in, in tip top condition, you know, working through injuries and, you know, carrying on performing at that that top level is it's a credit to him and, and and as he says, you know, he he, he puts it down to the discipline that, that martial arts has instilled in him. And again, echoing the thoughts, you know, I mentioned at the start, you know, uh, very similar you know provides puts food on the table you know puts a roof over the, the head of his family and um you know although we have you know very differing careers obviously um there's that similarity there you know that that martial arts provided us with the discipline and then it, it created the vehicle for us to go on and, and have our respective uh, careers within martial arts albeit in, in different areas of of martial arts it's it's cooler that there are those parallels. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I think that, that's the point I'm trying to make, anyway. But uh, Best of luck as well, Brahim, on production that you're working on at the minute. hope it goes well. hope you stay safe and uh, hopefully catch up soon. Right, I think we need to go now. I've got these bits of paper still in front of me. I'm going I'm to find one. Because I've got the ones that are recordings in front of me as well, so that I remember to include people. Um, I'm going to find another one that's a written one. In fact, no, I'm not. No I'm not because I want to save that one actually I want to save that one to the end Because I think that's a cool one for the end Alright so let's go next to Simon Simon, a list- long time listener of the show um, Simon sent us in this recording
1: Hi Chris, it's Simon I've listened to and followed your podcast for quite a long time now um, Firstly I want to say welcome back I think it's fair to say we all missed your podcasts um, I also really like the new video format too, so I really hope you keep that going. Um, just thinking about your question, um, what does martial arts mean to you and how it's changed your life? This may sound like a complete cliche, but to be completely honest, it's become a way of life for me personally. I first got into martial arts and more specifically jiu-jitsu, uh, I think it was around 12 years ago now, and at the time I didn't even t- intend to start training. We took my son to a local jujitsu class And I remember he was so scared to go on the mat, he kept running off the mat and grabbing onto my knee. My wife suggested, why don't you go on the mat too and show him there's nothing to be scared of. Um, At the time I was probably thinking, oh, okay, um, I'll give it a try. Um, And to say I was hooked from, you know, starting training is an understatement. Um, I then started to train up to four times a week over the years in my own build-up to black belt. What started as a hobby soon became a way of life. Around eight or nine years ago, I then became a coach in Jiu Jitsu um, because I wanted to give something back and to help others. I taught in a few classes a week initially with other clubs and my journey kept progressing. I've now also opened up my own classes, my own club in January this year. and I always look forward to every lesson. It's so rewarding to train students and to see them progress and develop as they learn. I now really couldn't imagine not doing martial arts um, as a person. I think it's greatly developed my own confidence, my own fitness over the years. Um, you know, as well as teaching in classes, I also now teach at seminars quite regularly. Uh, I'm, an also, I'm also currently training to become a grading examiner um, as the next step in my journey. It's helped me to progress from being a fairly quiet and introverted person uh, many years ago to becoming a lot more confident so, yeah, that's that's my journey. Um, thanks for listening. Cheers. Well, Simon, I mean,
3: thank you for the kind words. Well, start off with that. Um, I wasn't expecting that. That's cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the new format. Um, you know, I'm trying things out. I was trying to figure out a way to do this one as a video format as well, but it was making my head hurt too much. I, I, I couldn't figure out a way of having all the different recordings coming in from different, input sources and 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 when to stop the camera start the camera and oh I, I so in the end i just thought you know what i'm just gonna do this one i'm just gonna do this one as an audio one and I, maybe i'll record something separate as a as a video version as like a an alternate cut or something like that is literally the only way i can make my brain work to do it um but yeah talking about you know a little bit about what you were saying in your recording, uh, you know, as, a, as an instructor myself, this is something that I've come across. You know, parents bringing their kids to classes. Um, not necessarily, um, actually, it's interesting how you mentioned it, about you got into it, like, from day dots when your, your child wouldn't join in. But I do see a lot of parents end up, you know, I think secretly sometimes it was actually them that was interested in training, and they bring their kids along. And, they you know, they let them train for a little bit. And they're like, oh, I've always fancied having a go at this martial arts thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's cool. Do you want to, maybe, you want to book in and come for a, for a trial class for yourself? Um, I think sometimes, you know, people do genuinely, they spend all their time in the gym uh, with their kids training. And they think, well, I'm here anyway. I may, <laughs> I may as well give this, this a go myself. Um, or, you know, maybe it does, you know, plant that seed of, Maybe this is something that I might be interested in too, and maybe this is a, a something I can share in common with my child that we can both enjoy. You know, um, that's certainly been the case with myself and my son. You know, he's, I think he's sort of ended up to a certain degree involved by default because he was here such a lot when he was younger. But then again, I know I've I've been around people who. You know, when I've when I've worked for other people and their their kids have been involved and in around the business and they've not necessarily wanted to get involved with training, so it's not always a given. But you know, my son certainly has seemingly decided that this is a, a career path that he's considering as well. So I do relate to a certain degree to the whole, you know, family getting involved. Uh, as a result of your uh, passion or your, it being your job, um, so moving on. Next one on my list. Still got a lot on this list, by the way. Um, we're going to go over to Stuart. Let's see what Stuart has to say.
0: Hey Chris, how are you doing? It's Stuart. I uh, hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, I saw your thing on your live post on Facebook, and so uh, um, I'd respond. Um, for me, martial arts. I mean, it's it's a way of life. I've always had a passion all my life. I've been on various podcasts explaining it. And I suppose quite a few people know my story. But for me, it started off as being bullied as a young person. Um, and I always took inspiration from, you know, the usual Bruce Lee films that you see and that. And just, you know, reigning victorious, um, working against tyranny and standing as, as a hero, you know. And it just sort of inspired you to do great things as a young person. And... Um, So obviously doing judo as a young person, and then uh, as I got older going to the taekwondo kickboxing side of things, um, it sort of inspired me to, um, in my work career, to go back to uh, college and do higher education. and It sort of helped me with my work at the time, um, progress, Uh, and I still do work, um, but I also now run my own club. So, for me, my arts has changed my life because it, it's given me confidence, it's given me a lot of confidence, um, so much so that um, I've, I've won some amazing awards I'm very proud of, including BBC Unsung Hero, as you, you'll probably remember. Um, it's uh, sort of validated me. I, I wear my Dan ba- bars on my belt because I've sort of had a life of all my achievements been dragged down when I was younger. So now I celebrate them. I don't care what people think, whether I'm showing off or whatever. That's for me that, Um, it's given me the confidence to stand up and be proud of what I can do and what I've achieved. Um, It's also taught me how people are very different and they don't always think the way that you think. Um, I have certain morals and values which other people don't share the same. Uh, they may have different morals and values, and, and think mine, mine are wrong or whatever. But um, you know, it's it's really taught myself a lot about myself. I feel, um, and even even recently, I mean, I'm I'm coming up to forty eight in January, and I'm still learning, still learning about people, still learning about myself, still learning martial arts, and um, expanding on it. You know. Uh, I'm now learning jiu-jitsu, you know, which is great. You know, it's great being a white belt again Um, So to cap it all off trying not to keep this too long um, It does mean a lot to me martial arts. I have a passion for it. I've always had a passion for it I believe it can be used for good uh, But unfortunately I've experienced it being used for bad Um, And it just depends on the people which is what I said earlier. You learn a lot about people Um, Anything's a good idea in the right hands. Uh, anything can be used in a negative way in the wrong hands. Um, but anyway, you know, that's sort of, from that side of things, I'll just quickly add, that what's learned about me is that I've got myself in status of depression because of the way people have acted, feeling that I, I'm the one to solve it and I should bring justice to what's going on. And I've learned that you can't always do that. You sometimes just have to be the bigger man and walk away. Um, which isn't always easy when you feel that you can help everybody and put things right. Uh, you can end up sending yourself into a downward spiral, which I did. So, you know, it's taught me a lot about myself, like I say, and I keep learning uh, and just keep pushing forward to be the best version of me, and that's all I can do. Thank you. Bye.
3: So, thank you, Stuart. Uh, there's there's an awful lot to unpack in there, and if I'm not careful, I could, <laughs> I could end up creating it a mini podcast just from from replying but I guess what I think to be fair I think your um your audio message actually says everything that needs to be said there's not really a lot that I need to add to it other than um you know to say that I think there's a lot of people out there that will resonate with a lot of what you're saying um there are elements in there that I certainly recognize there are parts of it that I understand as well you know uh Especially with regards to your your downgrades, you know, there that's a, it, it's a divisive subject. I know um, there are people that have different opinions, and I have my own. And I guess this is this also ties in with what you were saying about not everybody thinks the same. And I think sometimes the one thing that I the, 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 the is a little bit of a, a negative, I guess, within martial arts is that there isn't always. The tolerance for different opinions and different approaches. I am not. I am not. uh, I. This is difficult to phrase it in a way that's not going to get somebody's back up. I guess, but I personally am not big into downgrades. As as, for me, as an individual, Um, I respect that different instructors have different values and different students have different values and I am absolutely fine with that and I would never expect anybody to think or feel the same way that I do about it. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting that, you know, you say you... I, I'm actually, ironically, I I wear my belt with my... I got as far as fourth down in 2012. That's the last time I, I, I did any assessments and it was at, not long after that I decided I was going to stop... Um, that uh, I didn't feel I had a need anymore for for any further progression in that respect, but I do still wear it as a reminder. Uh, you know the work that I put in to achieve those grades as a show of respect for my instructors that awarded those grades and their achievements. I think that is important, and also as a means to remind me that I am happy with that level of development and I don't feel the need to to progress any further you know um which might feel a little bit contradictory i guess but you know um what you were saying there about you know you wear yours to remind yourself of your achievements i do too but it's for differing reasons which is cool which comes into what you were saying then as well about how people have different opinions and you know you've you've just got to to quote frozen let it go you know um if you spend too much time battling with yourself over worrying about, well, Fred thinks that, and Dave thinks this, and Sarah says that, and Jimmy does this, and it's like, martial arts is your own journey, Um, I used to try way too hard to be a people pleaser, um, to try and spin... You know god knows how many plates of agreeing with everybody's opinions and you end up just painting yourself into a corner because there's no way you can agree with everybody's thoughts and feelings and 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 approaches without you know coming across a bit of a wally because then of course all these individuals talk and you know you just come across as fake um now i think it's fair to say that <laughs> whereas i try not to be i don't know i' don't I don't like to think of myself as a opinionated I guess I guess we all are really um but people know where I stand and um I think it's it you know without saying it again too many times it is fair to say that um people have fallen out with me over the years for, or I've fallen out with them to be fair um for having certain values and um that's fine you know you you can't please everybody it's it's absolutely impossible and the minute that I stopped trying to please everybody. It It's it's freeing, you know. Um, it, it's fine to have a smaller circle. It's fine to not want to keep everybody happy all of the time. So, you know, fair play to you, Stuart. You know, uh, all the best with everything and uh, look forward to seeing your continued success. Right, so we're going to go on now. Oh, Baz. Now, Baz is uh, he's somebody who's... He's supported the podcast for such a long time now. Such a, like... He is the epitome of the cool dude, is Baz. Um and he has a really interesting story. He's actually somebody that I would like to get on the podcast at some point too because his journey in the martial arts, um both, you know, uh, as a as a student and then developing as a professional, is kind of back to front. I, I'm not going to say too much on it because I, I think it would make for a good show at some point. Um, but yeah, Baz is a cool guy. Let's let's hear what Baz has got to say. i have actually not listened to Baz's audio yet, so this is the
6: first for me too. Hi, I'm Baz Chelia. Uh, I'm a third Dan, uh, and I run Bratnell Kickboxing Club in Bratnell, Funny enough, <laughs> that's a million dollar question, isn't it? What do the martial arts mean to me? I've been doing it all my life. It feels like, it's like my mid-teens, uh, early to mid-teens. Back in the 80s, I started in Taekwondo. In Malta because that's where I was brought up I was dragged there by my older brother thought uh, you know I was being bullied he thought I needed toughening up so I suppose um I could say that it goes in phases throughout my life um first off it turned that shy bullied kid into a young confident adult um that does sound rather cliched but it's true um it helped me through life, uh, much more confidence. I, I, I realised I had a bit of a talent for it and um, started competing. Um, I went into kickboxing and competed for Malta. got my first down, competed for Malta. Um, and I suppose it gave me some direction in my youth and in my young adult years. Um, and, you know, helped me be fitter um so yeah all the tick boxes that you you know you know you see on the uh, martial arts adverts gives you confidence fitness it it did all that for me and i suppose it still does to a certain extent but it has changed my life and it's changed the lives of others around me and, and, and although you know i came to the uk and i've won british european world titles which is great I don't want to harp on about that it's a long time ago But now I've got my own club with my wife, who's also, you know, been a big competitor back in the day. Um, Seeing my daughter get the first down, but also seeing my uh, students achieve. And not just competitions. I get messages from parents that say, oh, since little so-and-so has come to the club, um, their uh, school behaviours have improved. Um, they've had a lot of issues in their life and, and there's been some, you know stories that uh, have been quite sad, but through martial arts, through the club that I run, they've um, managed to achieve and uh, and overcome certain things and and that for me, is amazing. Uh, it's worth more than any world title, uh, any any competition. I mean, I enjoyed that. Don't get me wrong, and no one can take that away. But for me, that is more important. And um, I was only telling one of my students, yeah, this morning, that if it was all ten to today and I was to leave this earth, I'd be a very happy man. So it's given me immense pride. Um, I mean, some of my early students in Malta now they run some of the biggest full time gyms in the country and are very successful people. So. I think, yeah, it, it, martial arts is what it means to me. It, it, there's all sorts of reasons what it means, you know, the good things that that, that it, it has, the fitness, the confidence. But for me, it's been the ability to make a difference. Um, in my life, in my chosen day job, I will be a full-time instructor in a couple of years. Um, but my day job uh, means I deal with conflict a lot sometimes that's scary and martial arts give me confidence to deal with that but also the, the ability to to change people's lives and and do good and that might sound a bit fluffy but it actually does mean that you know at the end of it all <laughs> when I'm in my care home boring some nurse about or, or some care worker about you know my fighting days um I can be happy that actually, I made a difference. So, I hope that answers your question. Thanks, Chris. Great show.
3: Cheers, Baz. And uh, again, thank you for the support over the years. It's appreciated. Uh, one of my five regular <laughs> listeners. No joking. <laughs> but now, Baz, he's always, he has always been a, um, a strong supporter of the show, and that sort of that support is appreciated. But again, you know, um, just touching on one of the things Baz said in there about uh, hearing from parents. You know, it it's I think anyway, it, it's super easy sometimes to take um the effects that we have well to to lessen it, I suppose, to you know, we, we go in, we we teach our classes for however long they are, um, and you do a good job, you teach the class, you know, we we s we, we cover all the the elements that we you know our instructors covered for us and we turn off the lights and we go home and I think sometimes it is really easy to forget what sort of an impact we have on these young people and and how we influence them and how they hang on our every word and uh, which is a, another subject altogether the importance of what we say and how we behave obviously um but i you know i've had those messages before where you know the parents have said you know we just wanted to let you know how much of an effect your teaching your classes have had on on little bobby and his behavior in class and you know he, he, he's able to now sit and listen and focus and um you know he he practices everything at home and and and, and emulates your behavior in the way you what you do and everything and it's like you, know, you sit back and think wow you know you know we really do we really do make a difference but the the, the funny thing of it is is you know, it, sometimes we do find it difficult to believe these things, but then you think back, and I I had the same experiences in, in, in my class. I mean, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, in my little speechy bit, um, you know, how I wanted to be like the martial artists that I looked up to and inspired to be like. And we do have, a, a, you know, whether we want to admit to it or, you know, agree with it or not, we we do have a tremendous effect on these young people and adults as well I think it's easy to forget sometimes that you know, we we, we have the same ability to to change and influence or make change and influence with adults as well and um, they're just big, you know they're just grown up kids at the end of the day aren't they so, um, some really important messages there Baz, thanks for, for taking time to send that one in um, right, so we're going to go now, we're, we're starting to get towards the end um, we're going to hear from Mr Mark Norwood Hi Chris uh,
7: what does martial arts mean to me and how has it changed my life uh okay uh i'm 55 now i was 11 when i started in late 1979 and i took up martial arts at the invitation of a friend who'd been doing uh japanese jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu with the british jiu-jitsu association uh, in burnley in lancashire where i lived at the time Uh, and i was in the last year of junior school about to start secondary school the following year And schools back then had a reputation of taking it really hard on the first few days for the the first years. And uh, I was deadly afraid of getting bullied and cuffed and what have you, as we all were. So I thought it wouldn't hurt to take up a a form of self-defense. And I have to tell you, I was hooked after the first lesson. Uh, I was taught by the club's assistant instructor to begin with, uh, Alan Clark in Sensei. Uh, under the uh, the club instructor, Bob Ashworth, Robert Ashworth. Uh, and then eventually, uh, Alan, him uh, split, and Alan formed his own club, and uh, I trained with him uh, all the way up to first Dan. And then I was fortunate enough to, uh, once I joined the Royal Navy, or rejoined the Royal Navy, should I say, in 1992 to meet uh, Martin Rogers. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, he's been passed away over five years now. And he taught me the Kenpo Jiu-Jitsu. So I have managed to meet some fantastic people over the years that I would not have met if I wasn't a martial artist. Uh, You know, whether it be Jiu-Jitsu clubs in in Burnley, uh, Jiu-Jitsu down south on the south coast with Martin Rogers and and, uh, some friends who I still know to this day. Uh, Whether it's through doing Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, ITF to begin with. And then WTF eventually. Uh, uh, when I was in the Royal Navy I even managed to do a class of jujitsu in uh, Antigua and they had such meagre facilities but boy did these boys train hard and they made me feel really welcome. Uh, I've even managed to train in Boston Massachusetts uh, which was an interesting one, hardest mats I've ever trained on. These things were directly bought from the Kodacon, uh in Japan and, and, and this gentleman who uh, ran the club taught all the local law enforcement was highly respected and uh, these things, you got bruises, even if you did a break for properly on them. Uh, my goodness. I mean, that was way back in 1997, I believe, maybe even 96. Uh, but yeah, uh, what martial arts means to me is, is everything. It's been a massive part of my life and will continue to be so. Uh, even when I'm physically unable to continue, I'll still keep an eye on things. Uh, I I love teaching, I get a huge kick out of passing on different skills, whether it be striking skills, uh, whether it be grappling skills, groundwork skills, throwing skills, whatever. You know, I I love cross-training, I love teaching what I know, I love learning new skills from other people. Uh, I'm really throwing myself into the martial arts world again, after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, I'm teaching more often, I'm teaching at more seminars, and next year is going to be a big, big year, I'm going to be teaching at a lot of different events held by different people and again it's a great way to network so some of the people in my life who are now my very very best friends i would never have met them if it wasn't for martial arts so what martial arts means to me is it's a vehicle for me to to better myself to help better others by by teaching them this wonderful system that i've learned not just of jiu-jitsu but kickboxing mixed martial arts you name it uh and it's a great way of socializing it really is and uh you know that, that's what it's done for me it's just really really enhanced my life I, I can't even begin to imagine what my life would have been like without it uh maybe i'd have found another avenue to, to do uh, as a hobby but i can't imagine it being better than what i already have so that's pretty much what martial arts has done for me it's just been a huge enhancement and continues to do so and uh long may it continue and uh, good luck to everyone out there doing it yes yeah,
3: some good points there mark um really resonate with the the final one you said about um networking and you know meeting friends through martial arts i think the vast majority of people that i connect with now are through martial arts in one way or another whether it's through a sort of a professional teaching network whether it's through people i used to train with whether it's in the film industry whether it's now with the podcast as well um martial arts really does it, it it's it's kind of layered throughout um, all of my sort of social work life interactions with the majority of people that I connect with, um, and you know when you were saying about you, you know you don't know what you would be doing otherwise. I think I'm the same. I I genuinely have no idea what I would be doing now if I wasn't doing something martial arts related, like nothing. I I, I have no idea, no clue whatsoever. Maybe something. To do with design, art, computers, something along those lines. Um, you know, I, I managed to be a, a lifeguard for about half a day. That's I worked at a sports shop, but then that was when I was like 17, 18 and I'm nearly forty-four now. So I don't, you know, I, I don't, even, I can't even remember what GCSEs or A-level grades I got. So yeah, I mean, what I've been doing now, no idea, no idea at all. Uh, I mean, with regards to what you're saying about. Getting back into um, networking and, and teaching and doing workshops and stuff. I mean, uh, it's no secret the fact that you know I used to do a lot of events and workshops, and uh, I do still get people asking me you now. Well, will you be at this martial arts show? Will you be doing this? Will you be doing that? And it it may be something that I um, I come back to again. Uh, I think. You know, not wanting to make this too much about me, um, I guess it's my podcast. But anyway, you, you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I don't know is the answer. I'm, I'm, I'm open to the idea a little bit more now, I guess, than I used to be. But it's been a few years now, um, and I ended up. I just needed to, I just needed to step back, really, just to sort of reprioritize and refocus what it was that I was trying to do with my own training, with my own teaching, with my own injuries that I was trying to get on top of. Um, I'd made it a little bit too much about trying to spin loads of plates of, you know, turning up and teaching and doing different events and running online courses and doing all this stuff. And I was sort of losing track and direction of what I was wanting to achieve and what I was wanting to uh, get out of all of this because I was just making it about, you know, people pleasing again, doing, doing all these different things. I have been approached about uh, uh, you know attending some different martial arts events, and for the most part, I have said no up until now. There is one that potentially I might be looking to do, but it's not to the back end of next year, so it, it it gives me that gives me that little bit of wiggle room, really, just to think about what I want to do. But you know, I think you know I probably will at some point end up teaching at an event again of some sorts because you know teaching is a passion of mine, but it, it, it'll kind of need to be um the the timing of it all all needs to be right and that i you know i i want to do it and it doesn't feel too much like work if that makes sense um anyway i'm going down a, a, a completely random rabbit hole there with that one but anyway thank you mark uh, thank you i tell you what mark thank you for obviously sending in your points and thank you for prompting a little bit of thinking in my own head too all right guys so um we're going to wrap up with uh, another uh, really cool guest again uh, everybody's been really cool but um, this person again, same as Brahim, who was on earlier on. Uh, really successful martial artist, um, professional fighter. You know, got as got as far as the UFC. You know, he's had a, a tremendous martial arts movie career as an actor, as a stunt performer, doing movies with you know top level people. We're, we're, we're talking, you Donnie Yen's, you know, people like that. You know, all all the big names. Um, super successful guy. Um, again, somebody who was on their way to uh, work on another production that took time out to do this, so super appreciative. Um, let's hear from Mr. Jess Alden.
2: I don't think that I am exaggerating when I'm saying that I own everything to martial art in my life. I'm not going to get into too much details, but let's just say that I had a difficult and painful childhood. Martial art allowed me to escape my bleak life. It let me express myself physically and artistically. But also keeping a balanced mindset at a time where everything around me, from my family, personal life, and even school, was a complete failure. At 19 years old, I successfully competed in kickboxing in the U.S. And the reception I got over there, as well as discovering a new country, showed me that I didn't have to stay where I grew up with all the problems I came with. it. So over the years, I traveled the world, from the U.S., Hong Kong, Tokyo, and many other places. And because of my martial arts skill, I could always find a way to find a job, but also an extended family. Even if we didn't speak the same language or didn't use the same techniques, there were always a respect toward each other that came from the same passion. I got multiple stories and, unfortunately, I won't have time to get over all of them, but allowed me to give you one. I've been living in the UK for 25 years now, and when I came here, I couldn't speak English and I was working as a dishwasher for £3 an hour. In between shifts, I would work out in a local gym. One day, the manager noticed me and asked me what was my background because he was interested in the way I was training. After a long conversation, he offered me a job in the gym if I ever got a qualification. A few months later, I was asked to do an audition for a film with a Kung Fu team I was training with at the time. We all did it, and we got picked up as a team to work in the first IMAX movie called Nutcracker. That job allowed me to a bit of money and to pay for my study, and after passing my exam, I was offered a job in the gym, and I went from making £25 a day to £25 an hour. As random as this story may be, it's a perfect example of my life experiences. Martial art teach me hard work, dedication, believing in myself and my skills. And without those, those opportunities would have never come my way. Even now, I'm doing what I always wanted to do since I was 14 years old. I'm working in a movie business. What initially allowed me to put my foot in the door? <laughs> you guessed it. From the stunt performer organizing me, coordinator asking me to train them, having my first small part as an actor-performer to later on facing some of the best on-screen fighter in the world, like Donnie Yen, Scott Atkins, or Tiger Shroff. Eventually, I even started to work as an actor without the need to fight or to perform anything physical. To finish it off, I'm just going to simply say that martial arts saved me. And I could have never been grateful enough.
3: Well, I mean, guys, I'm sure you will all agree with me. That's a uh, you know a pretty powerful message, Um really, really important message too you know um, I've often spoken about my aspirations and ambitions when I was younger, um wanting to chase a film career and you know having some you know some level of success before deciding to take take a break which became a much longer break um and you know I've had my moments where I've tried to get back into things again, and it's a, it's a very fickle industry um, where you know one wrong move or one wrong decision that you can make 15 years ago can linger with you and stay with you and stick to you. It's, it's a very um, unforgiving industry, shall we say. Now, I mean, more recently, I've been making steps to tentatively um, take work again, but what Jess was saying there about, you know, hard work and determination and, and focus and drive, you know, um, he's right. You know, um, it, I, I I would say I think it's fair to say that my ambitions have altered slightly now with age, you know, coming up to 44. I'm not the 20 year old bouncy kid that I once was, but at the same time, I still feel that I have something to give and I have... Not ambitions, but um I would say I'd like to think that I could still do this for for a little bit longer yet, so you know why not you know and it's very easy to make excuses um very, very easy, but if you're willing to work on that and put that to one side and you know give yourself uh, uh, something to focus on, and as I said earlier on, you know ignore. The people saying things and, you know, it just basically you've just got to shelve all the excuses and you've got to you focus on focus on that goal, single-minded, uh, and go for it, whatever that might be. You know, whether it's opening a full-time school, whether it's, you know, whatever whatever your goals and aspirations are, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't, you know. Um, you, you are responsible, ultimately, for where you get. So put the time in, put the graft in and and get where you need to get. Um, So yes, Jess, thanks for that. That That's really appreciated. And again, best of luck with all your future productions. And uh, hey, hey, maybe catch you on set sometime. So to close, I I mentioned this earlier on. Um, uh, There was one left and I I was going to read it out. And I thought, you know what? I'm actually going to save this for the last one. It's very short, but it's very cool. And it comes from Mr. Mike Idleton. Uh, Somebody that I've um, spoken to and and bumped into at various martial arts events and competitions and things over the years. I'll, I'll read it out now. From the age of 14 to the present day, now 81, I have loved martial arts my whole life. It's been my journey. Being older does not mean getting old. Get up each day and I leave the old guy in bed. I just thought that was brilliant. You know, um you know, what does martial arts mean to us all? It's so many different things. What what it meant to me this is my interpretation by the way. I've stopped reading. <laughs> um what it meant to me at 8 9 10 11 12 was karate kid and running up and down the uh, the school hall kicking kick paddles and jumping over chairs. In my teens, it was the dream to be Jackie Chan and as good as my instructor and maybe one day assist in a class. Late teens, early 20s, working full-time as an instructor with a goal of wasn't quite sure what, just knew I wanted to do this martial arts lark. And then from that, then through till sort of present day, pushing my martial arts school, pushing my own training, trying to further my career, trying to diversify with podcasts and online training and my own film aspirations, um, workshops, all this different stuff. Now, at 44 and two knee surgeries, I think that you know my goals and my ideas of where I want to take this whole martial arts journey, they're, they're modifying on a month-by-month basis, really. Now, where will I be at 81? I don't know. But there's something about that last bit. Being older does not mean getting old get up each day and leave the old guy in bed you know i think that's so cool i i can see myself you know, all been well hopefully fingers crossed in another 40 years time still doing martial arts still carrying on like i'm 22 um all right maybe not so much but <laughs> thinking okay still thinking like i'm 22 because honestly now even with the surgeries and the injuries and everything it, I still feel like the twenty something year old kid, you know, jumping around the gym, kicking the pads and sparring and everything. It's it is really weird how age does creep up on you. But I suppose it's a it's a mindset and an outlook, isn't it? And the refus the refusal to give in to that age, you know, the acceptance of it, absolutely, but at the same time, you know, you hear lots of people say all the time. You know, age is just a number, and this and I think to a certain degree it is. With a level of realism, you have to be realistic. There has to be adjustments, obviously, but that doesn't mean you need to stop. It doesn't mean that you need to um, conform to a, a, a certain ideal or a certain image. That you know, you, you can't do this because you're that age. You can't do this because of this. You can't do this. Now you set your own levels, set your own goals, set your own um, ambitions. So I thought that was a really cool one to finish. So a big thank you to everybody that has gotten involved with this. Um, as I say, these sorts of episodes don't work unless people interact and, and share their views. I've tried to keep the editing as minimalistic as possible. You know, um, There has been some clips here and there. I've had to take out names. Um, I've had to trim a few sections down here and there just to make them flow a little bit better. Um, but for the most part, you know, the messages that you've sent me have been. I think the messages, the the that you wanted to convey, have have come across fine. Uh, just a little bit of trimming here and there. Now the plan is to do more episodes like this, not necessarily on the same subject subjects, but along a similar sort of vein, shall we say. So, ones that will require people to get involved. Now. As everybody knows, you know, with podcasting, un- unless you're at sort of Joe Rogan level or you know whoever you listen to, there's not really money in this. You know, I'm doing this very much as a passion project. Yes, we have show sponsors on board, people are getting involved, but in all honesty, anything that does come in from that, it goes back into paying for the various costs, and not only that, but the time that it takes to do this. It's it, I've spent most of the day in the editing suite. And, you know, I'm not saying this for anything else other than just, I suppose, so people understand. I spent the most of the day editing this today, recording and editing this, but I want to do that because I think that these sort of episodes especially are really cool, uh, especially when it's... um, sharing with instructors that might be going through a little bit of a rough period that are that are struggling to decide what it is do they want to carry on teaching do they want to go do something else for people that are looking to get into teaching maybe even people that are looking to get into martial arts training and are listening to this and hearing everybody talking about how it's affected them how it inspires them you know i think that's it's a really important message to get out there So if you want to support the show in any way at all, remember, you can head over to uh, www.kickbackpodcast.com. Click the uh, banner at the top for Mipmaster, You can go and buy any of Matt Chapman's courses, products from there. If you use that link, we get 50% of the sale, but it doesn't cost you a penny extra. Nothing at all. All the same discounts still apply, anything that he's got going on there and offers, for which he does have some good offers on some kickboxing syllabus at the minute. So go check that out. Um, If you do get anything through there, drop me a message and let me know. It's always nice to know when when people have gone on there to support Matt and support our channel. Also, don't forget our friends over at Art Marshall. They have their new Alchemy range launching on November the 27th. If you've seen any of the pictures or the videos on uh, the Facebook group, or our Facebook group, um, with me wearing the nice gold and silver shiny um, blossom tree prints that they very kindly sent me, um, go support them, guy, those guys as well. Both martial artists, you know, running a, a small business, and the, the the products are fantastic. You know, I, I've had offers from other companies looking to get involved with the podcast over the years, and I've turned them down. And um, these guys, though, it's it, it is top quality stuff. It's really nice stuff. I got some shirts from them from years and years ago that I still wear. They they've held up to you know. <laughs> been worn for training that have been worn for uh previs when we're shooting for uh practice stuff for films. Um, you know, they've they've been put through the mill and, you know, they're they're still going strong. So can't say a better endorsement than that really. So what's next? Um, We'll have another MatChat episode coming out soon and I will be back on with my uh, random conversations with an unknown guest. I don't know who it's going to be yet. If you have any suggestions for people that you feel would be great to get on the podcast for a good old chinwag, then please do let me know. Remember, as long as the theme is martial arts, we will talk about anything. When I say theme, as long as the... The thing that brings us together is martial arts. We can talk about anything. As you've heard from the other episodes, we've we've talked about everything from coffee to lizard people to, uh, to Lamborghinis to competition training to franchising. All sorts of stuff and everything in between. And, and that's why I love doing these podcasts. So if you're interested in getting involved or you know somebody you think might be suitable, drop me a message and we'll see what we, we can work out. All right, guys, hope you have a great rest of your day, week, whatever it is you're doing, and I'll speak to you all very soon. Cheers, guys.
2: Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.